And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Back into it, Hale Varsity, powered by Cornhead Lager, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Connor Clark. And we say hi to Damon Benning uh, with the Husker Network. And Damon, good to, good to have you back on, man. How we doing? I'm good, man. I appreciate it. It's uh, been a long, long five months and haven't talked to you guys in a while, man. So I, I, I appreciate uh, anytime somebody wants to talk to me. I Thank you. Yeah, Damon, enlighten us here really fast. What do you do five months not on the air? I don't think Schmitty has gone five months not on the air. Maybe this entire Well, I life. have, but it was not by choice. <laughs> 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 you know, there, there were some tough days, um, mm-hmm. so it wasn't all rainbows and butterflies, right? I mean, mm-hmm. there there are a couple of people that that, uh, that that I talk to that I kind of confide in as as contemporaries, and and uh, I just had to figure some things out. I I didn't know if it was if it was burnout, if it was you know was a stress, was I just not in my sweet spot? Was you know was was there some other calling that I, you know, should I be making more of an impact? Am I, what am I missing here? So it was tough. Uh, you know, it was, uh, you know, I lost my dad and, and my brother, um, two years apart and in 17 and, and, and 19. And so their birthdays are in September and October of the fall. And it's historically tough on me, uh, anyway, over the last couple of years. So I, it wasn't uh it wasn't quite a vacation you know i had to take some time and 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 figure out kind of what was what you know Caleb obviously being recruited um i had i had given a lot of uh myself i think on the airwaves and in the community and it was, i just needed to 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 kind of dial back so i think over those 5 months uh, I spent a lot of time with my mom, right? I, I've never picked up so many prescriptions and taken her to so many appointments and done grocery shopping. And, um, you know, it gave me a chance to, to, to get my little girl ready for school and, and pick her up from school. And, you know, financially, it wasn't always easy. But, you know, I, I tried to, to plan and prepare as as best I could, but you know, for the most part, it, it gave me a time to, to kind of settle down and and be appreciative of of, of the gifts that that I had, and and uh, I'm I'm ready to roll. So it wasn't uh, there was some down times, but there was some good times too, man. I I don't know. You guys probably have a lot more friends than me, so you should try spending some time alone in your own heads. Like that's not always a, a good place to be. Damon Benning with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. Damon back on Herd Ad Sports uh, on Monday morning, the 12th of February. And Damon, thanks for, for sharing um, just your a little bit of your soul with us there, just uh, with your, your downtime. And great to have you back. And uh, we moved to, to a little football because that's something you know and excel at, obviously, along with other topics in sports. And as we uh, get geared up for spring football, I know you're smiling. I know you're excited uh, with uh, this this 2024 class. But uh, thoughts as as Coach Rule put a bow on it here on Wednesday. Yeah, I thought he was. You know, it's funny. I, I used to think there was this stretch, and you guys know me. It's like 
There was this stretch I, when when we first started to hit it off, right, January and February, and we would spend this time talking, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this guy's almost too good to be true. And then there was this stretch in you know March and April, and I'm like, oh gosh, he's like totally playing chess, and I'm I'm playing checkers. Like I feel like he's sizing me up every time I see him. And over time, you know, <laughs> the recruiting cycle went on. I'm like. I watched the season, you know, I'm I'm obviously traveling with the team and I'm doing the games. I'm like, no, this this guy's really authentic. This is just who he is and you got to be really secure and buckle up. So when I'm listening to him uh, during his presser, there were so many little nuggets, right? The kind of how he described the portal and why you go get some guys and why you don't. Why you like homegrown why do you like where your culture is um what is it about glenn thomas that you you like um and you give a a matt ryan a pj walker and a charlie brewer reference all in one comment right three guys that couldn't be more different right even the two pros and pj and ryan are in stark contrast to one of the brewer well, is is the most different of the three, but the same guy worked with all of them. Meanwhile, at the same time, he is really, really honest about Coach Satterfield, and he says, "You know, he's kind of an aggressive guy. You know, he sometimes you can't always be like that with quarterbacks." And and I think he's going to be really good with the tight ends, but I want him to call plays because you know I think Sat's a smart guy, and the terminology is the same. And I'm just listening to him, and I'm. I'm thinking to myself, he's giving you, he, he, he's he's giving you the tea, right? He's never settled. He's constantly evaluating, and he's not afraid to push buttons. But all the meanwhile, guys, he's like, he's telling you the thoughts behind the process. I, I thought I, I was very encouraged. He just continues to double down on on why our family and and. Uh, you know, a lot of the state and, 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 and a lot of the country you know, believe in what he's doing. Damon, you mentioned that, you know, Matt Rule is a very authentic personality. He's a very outgoing personality, and it feels like he's very transparent about the program and what he thinks about it, whether that's recruiting, performance on the field, whatever you may have it. What do you make of that in a college football world where sometimes it really feels like you don't get transparency at all at some programs? That's a fantastic question. You've got a great radio voice. I don't know if you've ever thought about doing radio, but that voice is pretty good. I'm thinking about it. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a great question because I, I think as a, as a, as a team, as a, as, a, as a brain trust, whether it's the athletic department, uh, the interim president, coach rule, this is the first time in 20-some-odd years where I felt like everybody was pulling in the same direction with one united common goal, and that's the betterment of student-athletes and, and to promote the University of Nebraska. And so when you ask me that question about transparency and being authentic and kind of how that fits in 2024, I think it was very, very calculated. If you spend some time with Trev and you talk to him or you listen to him on the network or wherever, right, he's, he's never um, really complacent. 
he's he's constantly trying to put, put Nebraska in a place where he thinks they're at the forefront, whether it's stadium renovation, whether it's it's NIL, whether it's collectives in-house, whether it's expansion of television networks. Um, everything that he's talked about is is about positioning the university to be a player in the future, and he's not afraid to push the envelope, right? We've got the spring game at 11, and everybody's in an uproar. And you know what? I think he's willing to roll the dice because if it doesn't go off like he wants it to in this whole Nebraska Day concept that I think he wants to have on a full Saturday in, in, in April, he'll learn from it and he'll move on, which is exactly what his coach embodies. He starts with a premise. He has an idea. He's very authentic. He'll process it as it goes along. He'll try some new things. And if it doesn't go the way that he wants it to, he'll tinker with it as they move along. And I think as a twosome and as a department, what they're trying to do, and this is why it's a fantastic question, is their authenticity and their ability to make Nebraska be a very, very difficult place to want to leave. Hey, we offer this, we offer that, we offer this, we, we can do this. This is what we believe in, and this is a united front. we got state-of-the-art facilities. We're doing uh, facilities renovation for the fan base, and uh, collectively we want to do this as an athletic department, and this is how we, we view um, you know, television packages and streaming services and what we want to do with our student athletes we want to get this back to being a place where it's like what is going on here what's the secret sauce how do you have guys like lawrence pete and and tommy frazier and uh terry keneally and all these guys that aren't from you know omaha lincoln the oh terry's hyannis right so i get he's in the state but how they want to stay so close to the university after they're done playing. It's primarily because they thought of it as a family. And it's very, very hard to move and leave family. It's why I think collectively the way that Nebraska and Coach Rule have tried to build this athletic department and this football team culturally, that's how you get Ty Robinsons to come back. That's how you get your entire staff to go cheer on Nash Hutmaker at his first wrestling meet. That's why you get Tony White to be able to say no uh, to the overtures of, of other schools. That's how you get guys to come back to school. Like, they can't get rid of guys because there's something special brewing. And I think collectively as a group from the athletic department and 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 the football staff, they want to combat the transfer portal and pay for play and NLI and all that other stuff with making Nebraska seem like this is family, this is a very difficult place to play. And I think you hear that in his authenticity when he talks about what he wants in his players, his staff, uh, from top to bottom. The consistency of the message has been nothing short of, of pretty impressive. Damon Benning with us here on Hale Varsity. Uh, Damon back on f- Monday morning uh, with Third at Sports. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Connor Clark. We'll keep chatting with Damon here. We're up against a hard break. So 
We'll uh, have more with Damon on the other side. Good to have him back. Reminder, to get buckled up, use your seatbelt. It saves lives and prevents injuries only if properly worn. Make it click. This message from the NDOT Highway Safety Office. We'll get into some Super Bowl food thoughts with uh, Damon Benning. That's got all of our tummies growling. Brennan from the Black Hills just giving us a shout-out, saying, look, our local butcher uh, has the ultimate Super Bowl spread, brisket, pulled pork, ribs, carved turkey, Texas hot links, potato salad, coleslaw, buffalo chicken dip, and six poppers. Just for 70 bucks. It's not bad at all. Sign me up. Road trip. Road trip yeah. tonight to the uh, to the Black Hills. I'm in. I just can't drive. Every time I go to the Black Hills, I get nailed for speeding. I mean, I'll drive your car. <laughs> you, if you pay for gas, I'll drive. <laughs> All right. It's done. Uh, more with Damon Benning. Bill Dolman coming up. Clausburn on the way with Hale Varsity. And now, and now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Damon Benning with us here on Hale Varsity. Damon back with Herd at Sports Monday morning at 7 on AM 590, uh, KFOR, and the Superstation in central Nebraska. Damon, you nailed it. The trick to this era of college football is to, to make it a place that you really in, you like being at. You like the people you, yeah. you work with, you, you, yeah. you play for, you, uh, you work that, that position group room together, and, and that is easier said than done. And uh, I think you nailed it with, uh, with Rule and Trev and, and kind of their vision. Uh, Want to get your take on some news and notes in the college football world today. Speaking of uh, hard or easy to leave, Chip Kelly's landed in Columbus, <laughs> uh, going from a head job at UCLA now uh, as, uh, as Ryan Day's OC. Yeah, that, so there's a lot of moving parts there, right? Whether it's it's Bill O'Brien who was just going to come on mm-hmm. in Columbus a, a couple of weeks ago, and that was new, and everybody was thinking, oh, you know, why would Bill O'Brien do X, Y, and Z? Or, you know, you, you just asked me about Chip Kelly, kind of the byproduct of, of Bill O'Brien going to Boston College. Why would a guy that's ran his own program for X amount of years, whether it's Oregon or San Francisco or, or UCLA, go to be an OC. And you never, ever know. It's different strokes for different folks. And a lot of times it depends on their accomplishments, uh, their peace of mind, where they want to be, where they're kind of comfortable being. And, and so you, you try to look at that as a fit. But I, I, would, I would say this, like on the surface, um, you get a real type A guy like Ryan Day, um, who, for whatever the reason, is as great as his record has been at Columbus. Uh, obviously, he has not had success lately against Michigan. So to say Ryan Day and, and hot seat or consternation or turmoil in Columbus seems kind of absurd, right? They're, I mean, they're constantly playing in the postseason. But that's where college football has gone, right? It's like, well, they become their own benchmark, and so – We've got to tinker and adjust. And so if you're Chip Kelly, you're thinking, oh, man, I, I know I kind of strung UCLA along. There were a ton of reports here the last two, three months. I know the portal is going to open again here in whatever that is, April. Um, boy, I'm going to really put my school in a, in, a, in a tough spot. But because all the coaching vacancies are filled, 
where can I go knowing, and I don't want to, I try to never have my hand in anybody's pockets, right? What you make is what you make. But I would assume he's done well financially. Uh, He's at an age where I'm not sure what it feels like he has to prove. So maybe he's going where he's comfortable, right? Where all the things that have worked for him and he can kind of offset in Columbus, you know, the best of both worlds, maybe that's a good fit for him. But But I would always caution people this. Because you get a couple of guys that are accomplished in different areas and you put them together doesn't mean that it's magic together. They're, they're, you know, the greatest human or the greatest variable in the world is human behavior. So we'll see how that plays out on paper. You're thinking, oh, offensive coordinator and genius like, like Chip Kelly. Oh, that's got to be great with a guy like Ryan Day who's situational play calling and, and, and whatever the fans in Columbus think about what his shortcomings are would be a great fit. But there has to be a common vision, a common message, and the players the players have to believe in the authenticity of the message that you're telling them. Otherwise, it just doesn't work. So, you know, college, college sports is, is ever-evolving, but at the end of the day, I can't tell you how important it is especially with the, this current age of student-athletes in, in high school, which I've, I've, I've been around for the last 20 years, consistency of the message and the ability to show up every day being other-centered is, is, is the key to success. Even at Alabama, at Michigan, at Georgia, right? A lot of five stars, a lot of guys that have been highly recruited. It's still the ability to say, yep, I believe in what you're telling me. I'm, I'm willing to do my role and there are other things that are more important than my own individual accolades. Like, that's what those schools share in common, and it starts at the top with consistency of message. It's Damon Bidding with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. And, Damon, before we get you out of here, we're about to lock in our Super Bowl picks here on the show, so I need to get your thoughts. First off, what's on the menu on Sunday evening? Secondly, who do you got? 49ers, Chiefs, maybe some keys to the game. Oh, the menu's tough. You know, I'm a foodie, so... Um, I'm thinking I'm going to sous vide and smoke some chuck eyes, right? The poor man's ribeye. I may slice those up for steak sandwiches. I've got some Asiago cheese. Uh, it's a loaf that I can slice. Um, I have some prosciutto. I've got types of cheeses. I have wings. So I have options. The problem is I don't have any friends. So I don't know who's like, I don't know who's going to eat it. But the menu is something probably along the lines of steak sandwiches, a charcuterie board, a wing, something like that, where I can kind of just graze all day. Um, but with the matchup, I think it's going to be fantastic. I, I think the 49ers are the better team, better roster. Um, you know, I always try to pay attention to what's happening with lines and lines mo- line movement, uh, not as a diehard gambler, but as a guy that likes to get a feel of the game. And I can still get Travis Kelsey plus money for an anytime touchdown. That seems too easy. You know, all those hotels and buffets are built in Vegas on easy prop bets like that. So I'm going to take the off my line, Brock Purdy, the totality of the roster, yeah, you know, I think Wilkes and, and that defensive unit have heard all about how good the Chiefs have been. And it's just too easy to take Mahomes 
with a point or two. I, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll take the Niners. I think the defense finally, at least in the first half and the second half, act like the 49ers that we thought we were getting at the beginning of the 23 season. I'll take the Niners in a close one, but I hate going against Mahomes. When the season started and I had to make my Super Bowl picks, I had the Niners going against the Bills after the Bills beat the Niners, or excuse me, the Bills beat the Chiefs and the AFC Championship. And I said, I don't feel good about that because I don't think that Josh Allen can beat Mahomes. I just don't like the Chiefs receiving core. So I'm going to fast forward and say, insert Niners versus the Chiefs. I don't feel great about it because Mahomes is the greatest player on the planet. But I just think the Niners' defense finally finds a way to make it really, really difficult on Kansas City. Damon, we'll be over at four, and um, uh, we'll uh, we'll bring some chips <laughs> hey, and dip. And, you, all right? you, and we kind of traded idea. We like steaks and cooking and yes. smoking and all that stuff. You're more than welcome, man. Like I said, it'll, I'll probably <laughs> just be here with the fam. So if, if you want to show up, man, I'll I'll send you the address, and you can help me. Uh, you can help me cook. I know you like to dabble. Damon, thanks so much for the time today. Damon Benning back on Herd Ant Sports. Monday at 7 a.m. on 590 KFOR. And, uh, of course, uh, the uh, Superstation in central Nebraska. Damon, have a good weekend. Thanks for the time. Hey, you guys enjoy it. And like I said, when I grew up, I want a cool radio voice, too. Man, you guys do good work. <laughs> good to hear from Damon. Uh, Connor, uh, keep the, uh, the marbles flowing. Elijah, you the same. Chris Schmidt will wind down this first hour with Hale Varsity. We're powered by Cornhead Lager. Tony White. Uh Uh-oh, his name's floating around again.